I'm Will Baker, president of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. Welcome to our continuing podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving Chesapeake Bay. It's my great honor to have CBF educator extraordinaire, Tiffany Granberg, join us today. Tiffany, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. And Tiffany has been at CBF not nearly as long as I have, which is coming up on 40 years. But Tiffany, you've had quite a career. I think you're at about 20 years, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, coming, coming close to my 20th anniversary. Very, very impressive. We are uh, talking today really in celebration of National Environmental Education Week, which was last week, a, a national celebration of environmental education, which brings EE, as we call it, to the national stage, puts a real focus on it, and really celebrates what I've always said, it's the best long-term investment in the future of the environment and here, the future of the Bay we can make. So, Tiffany, uh, thank you for your participation in that. Thank you. On one of our field trips last week, we had some folks from the National Environmental Education Foundation, they go by the acronym NEEF, visit our program and actually go out on one of the field trips with you. Yes, we had uh, Josh Falk and Amanda and Jeff from their office came out with us and they wanted to see environmental um, education in action. They came out on the boat with us and we had a great group. We had fourth grade boys from Landon, from the Landon School. Fourth grade boys can be a handful like that. <laughs> they, were, they were high energy. And um, those boys, they were so excited about everything that we caught. We, we went oystering. Um, we found little mud crabs in the oysters, and, and um, they loved it. And then they went seining in the creek, and um, they were excited about They caught an eel and they caught a bunch of fish. And so they, the, the people from Neef were saying it's so great because they were able to get lots of photographs for their website where they're promoting environmental education. And they also were able to interview the teachers that were out with us today. And um, I think they're gonna be using that on their website and also for a podcast. It's great because they're, they're kind of, their organization they're advocating environmental education. Their model is they go to teachers who maybe they teach math all the time and they don't teach anything else. So they work with those teachers and they say, okay, you're teaching this concept, try this. And they give them just something that would bring the environment into that math lesson. Mm. And they work with the teacher, let the teacher get comfortable with that. Then they go back again and they say, okay, have you been using that? Is it working? And they're like, how about this? And so over a course of time, what they're trying to do is get these teachers to use the environment more and more for their curriculum and for their lessons, even if the teachers don't think math and you know the environment can go together. They they take them there. They they guide them and show them how you can you can put education into any subject. Well, we and and that's so great to hear because we've long known that environment, being outdoors, looking at those critters, learning the ecology really gets kids turned on. And if you if you can use that as a way to excite children mm -hmm. about math, 
language arts, yes. history, social studies, that's a win-win. Yes. Yeah. We'll see students who are amazing on our field experiences, and the teachers will say, wow, you know, that, that child is struggling in the classroom. And they excel when they're out in the field. Well, it just shows we all learn in different ways and, are, yeah. and respond to stimuli in, in different stimuli. Yeah. So last yes. week, Environmental Education, National Environmental Education Week, the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, I believe, ran field trips for some 1,200 students in one week. <laughs> it's, it sounds, it, I always have to check numbers because it always sounds like so many, but we've been busy and, and luckily the weather was amazing. So yeah, we, we had a lot, of, a lot of students out throughout in, the watershed. In total, since CBF got started, you've only been here 20 years, but in total, well over a million students have come through CBF's environmental education programs. That is, it's amazing. Talk to us a little bit about what we're trying to achieve in exposing students in the field, on the water, in the marsh, in the mud, to the environment. What are, what, how does that connect to CBF's mission? I feel like, um, I feel like in order to um, ask somebody to help save the bay or to change an action or do something uh, that would help the environment, I feel like they, they have to have that experience. Like they have to know it. Um, so a lot of times just having students come out, maybe they're on a boat for the first time, maybe they're canoeing for the first time, but it's all about giving them an opportunity to see something or touch something or do something that it will inspire them or, you know, hit, you know, become something that they're, they're interested in, even if it's just a little bit enough for them to say, all right, so now, you know, like, what can I do? Or so if I do this, how does that, you know, affect this fish or this bird? So I, I feel like a, a big part of what we do is just, you know, giving, giving students the exposure, the experience. And then the other part is connecting it so they're learning things in the classroom and they're hearing these vocab, vocabulary words and, and they're, they're memorizing them or they're learning them and, they're, and then we're out there and, and we're using a probe and measuring salinity from the top to the bottom and they're making their predictions and it's, it's all starting to click. They're like, oh, that's what we spoke about. We talked about the hmm. density, and, and, and they're seeing it. So. That's when the teacher really gets a smile on yeah. his or her face, yeah. don't you? Yeah. And, and so you just mentioned they're taking water quality measurements of salinity, temperature, turbidity, I'm sure. These are all scientific measurements that are combined with exposing kids to the critters and to the fish and to the shellfish and to the life in the bay, that the two go hand in hand? Absolutely. Um, and, and the structure, the way we structure our day oftentimes is, you know, we'll do an investigation and we'll break it down and we'll look at the abiotic factors, the non-living factors, and then the biotic factors. And so we tell the kids, okay, we'll look at the water. Um, measure the water quality, make an assessment, and then based on that, let's make a prediction of what we think we might catch mm. using either a dredge or a um, fishing, a trawl net. So it's, it's a great way to set up for fishing. So you're correlating water quality parameters with fisheries diversity mm -hmm. and abundance and things like and that, health. even making predictions before. Yes. I bet they uh, 
give you heck when your predictions don't come true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to catch a lot of crabs today, kids. <laughs> they do. Um, pulling in the, the trawl net, um, it's, it's, I don't even know, it's probably over 100 feet of line, and it's a lot of work pulling that in. And if you pull it all the way in, sometimes in the early spring when the water's still chilly, I mean, you get skunked. Like, you just, you don't get anything. And the kids get a little bit, and, you know, they get a little bit disappointed. And if I can find one little comb jelly or one little <laughs> scud, I'm like, wait, you guys, we have something. But, um, yeah, the kids, they, they want to see a whole bunch of, right. of fish, but they love the whole setting the gear, pulling it in. Have you, uh, have you had any examples where a student that you've taken out years before has come back into your life? Or do you, do you ever see a progression of students, a connection back to their early field trip days? I, I do, and I, I have. Um, I'm pretty proud of it. Um, when, um, when I first started at CBF, we used to do a lot of week-long trips and sometimes two-week-long trips. So you really bond with the students over that course of time. And um, I had a student from the, Virginia, the governor's school in Virginia, and on that field trip, she was, I mean, she was just so excited and into everything we were doing. And she kept saying, she kept telling us, I'm going to, one day I'm going to work with you guys. I'm going to come, <laughs> I'm going to come back. I'm going to live here. I'm going to work with you guys. And um, sure enough, she did. And that's Alyssa Miller. And everybody who met her on the Bay when she worked at the Karen Noonan Center knew her as eBay. <laughs> and um, she did. She came back and she's, she's a great educator. Um, so it's, it's fun to know that you know, she was one of my one of my. That her start yeah. was coming out on a CBF field yeah. trip as a student, yeah. and now she's in a career of environmental education. Yeah, it's it's a proud. It's you know, I'm like a parent. I get very proud <laughs> about that. <laughs> you should be. Now um, we do not only students, but we take a lot of teachers and even principals of schools. Do you know, I mean, do you sense any difference between the adults on these field trips and the students? Because you're working with a lot of the same material out there, the same content. Yes. Um, when we, we work with uh, teachers during, for Chesapeake classrooms um, in the summertime, and that's our professional development course, and uh, you, we usually break it up within counties, and sometimes the trips are broken up geared for elementary school teachers or geared for middle school teachers or high school teachers. And um, what you find out really quickly is that the teachers reflect the grades that they teach or the <laughs> students that they teach. And so when I'm working with... That's a good thing, yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's good. When I'm working with elementary school teachers, I know that they want to have everything outlined. They want to know, you know, what time are, are we doing this? You know, when's our bathroom break? When are we going to lunch? Like very they, structured. Yes, very. They want to know everything. Middle school teachers, they're kind of all over the place. They love to have fun. They, they, you know, let they, it roll. Yeah, let it roll. <laughs> and the high school teachers are like, do we have to get up for sunset? <laughs> Maybe we could sleep in a little. So it's it's kind of it's fun. It's a fun way to. Yeah, see the te when you're working with the teachers, it's a fun thing. And our, our goal <clears throat> is to have every student who comes out on a field trip be part of a class in which the teacher has been through one of these one-week teacher training workshops during the summer. 
So the teachers are working with the students in the classroom and after the field trip to put it into sort of a continuum of learning. Yeah, the Chesapeake Classrooms program, the goal is to give the teachers the Bay 101 so they understand it, so it's easier for them to teach it in the classroom, but also to have them become more comfortable in the field and if they experience it, then they see what it's all about and then they are more likely to feel comfortable enough to bring their students out because, it, I mean, it's, it's, it can be daunting for some people if they're not outdoorsy people. And, um, you know, they can feel a little bit intimidated. So this is a way to say, you don't have to be, you know, a mountain climber or, you know, a crazy outdoor enthusiast to be able to come out. You know, we give them tips and tricks and um, show them how, prep, how to prep the students ahead of time and to have a successful um, outdoor experience. And I, and I imagine it's great for them to be able to give the kids, the students, a sense of what to expect because for a lot of students it is a little bit scary yes. to think about going out onto a field trip onto the water when they're not used to that. Yes. Now I, I understand that um, occasionally you'll run field trips for adults that aren't teachers, that aren't CBF members, I even heard you run field trips for the State Highway Administration in Maryland. Yes, we have been working. We have been partnering with the um, Maryland State Highway Administration for, gosh, I don't, it's probably been longer, longer than the 20 years that I've been here. Um, and it is a great partnership because here are all these, um, here's all these folks that work on our highways, on the infrastructure. Some of them are engineers, some of them are administrative folks, some of them are working in the shop. Um, and there, you know, there's such a big connection between our roadways and how we manage stormwater, and then, you know, the creeks that all of that flows into. And so we take these folks out, we show them those connections, and um, we model a miniature watershed. So we model the uh, Whitehall Bay watershed. So we start at the headwaters where the highway has an exit ramp. And, and for those of you not in Maryland, this is a, a, a part of the bay just north of Annapolis near Route 50, which runs over the Maryland-Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Yes, very close to the Bay Bridge. And we'll walk them through the... Um, through the wetlands that are right next to the ramp on the highway and show them the the functions of a, a marsh or a wetland, the diversity in there. And then we go and we get on the boat and we'll take the boat all the way up so we can see from the boat where our hike, where our walk ended, and then look at the water quality, look at the fish that live there, and then follow that out to the bay, and then look at oysters out on the bay. So um, it's just, it's such an amazing experience. And, you know, they have, I mean, they have a lot of fun, but they have so many questions. And it's great because, you know, at the end, everybody's saying, oh, I never knew that. I'm going to change the way I do this. Or So it's a really good, uh, great partnership. And it's a lot of fun working with a whole different audience. And so this is a different gr uh, group from the State Highway Administration every year of highway workers, administrators, managers, 
mm-hmm. making the connection between what they do on state highways and the water quality downstream. Absolutely, yeah, yes. And do you get a sense of real pride from them as to what they're trying to achieve when they do it well? Yes. We always get into uh, conversations about salting the roads. Right. And um, the other day I heard your podcast with Beth McGee, and I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to bring all this information to them So when we have those kinds of discussions. But, yeah, so it's, it's a really um, – it's a, a wonderful partnership, and I think it ties in perfectly with the clean water blueprint as well. Well, Tiffany Granberg, as we get closer to summer and you transition from student education to teacher training, uh, what are your thoughts? You'll miss the students, you're looking forward to the teachers, vice versa, or just the little bit of change is nice, isn't it? Yes. I think I think that is how, you know, it's been 20 years that I've been doing this. However, when people ask me, I'm like, I don't know, maybe 10 or 11. So it doesn't feel like 20 years. And I think the reason why is that, you know, in the spring, full capacity, going all the time. And then in the summer, we get to take a breather. We slow down. We work with teachers. And then you start missing the kids. <laughs> and you get back to the kids And you get back in into fall. it in the fall. And then in December, we um, close everything up, put everything away, and then we do a lot of professional development, a lot of trainings and certifications, and a lot of vacation. A lot of people <laughs> don't realize that CBF starts running field trips right about the 1st of March. Yes. It can be cold. It can be cold. Safety is always a key concern. Yes. If it's cold or too rough, we'll do things on the land yes. side, on the water uh, land edge. And we run right on through till about the 1st of December. Yes. And, and then, as you say, uh, professional training in the winter, a time to take some to t- time off. But all CBF educators are full-time CBF employees. And many of our colleague organizations hire seasonal workers. So this is an advantage and why I would imagine people like you are able to stay for 20 years. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's great that it's a um, year-round um, as opposed, like you were saying, some of the other organizations. And um, it's really nice that, you know, you, you can build um, with professional development and everything, you can kind of build up your credentials. And, and we have a lot of people on staff who are going to grad school and they're getting their, their teaching certifications and um, going to grad school for m- things more on the science end. So it's, it's nice that it's a profession now it's a career now as opposed to in the past it was kind of you know kind of like a stepping stone um so well i i actually uh, should call you dr granberg because all (laughs) cbf educators you know are the teachers as i understand it get graduate degree credits so you're really like a, a professor in a graduate school yeah, Dr. Granberg, <laughs> I think we, you deserve the proper credit Sorry. and uh, respect of the title. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany. Uh, this has been a lot of fun for me. I hope it's been educational for our listeners. We look back on last week, uh, National Environmental Education Week. CBF took 1,200 students in that one week alone, and I was doing a little research, all the way from Turner Ashby High School in Rockingham County, up in the Shenandoah, to the Gettysburg High School up in Pennsylvania, to Gallaudet University in DC, 
to the famous Baltimore Polytechnic Institute from my hometown in Baltimore, known as Poly, worldwide fame. All of them were at CBF just last week. So great. Tiffany, you and your team do one incredible job. We thank you so much and uh, look forward to the next 20 years. Thank you. I've, I've, I, it was fun being here. I, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> For Will Baker, president of CBF, this is our continuing podcast series. Tune in every two weeks. Thanks very much. And don't forget to check out our website, cbf.org, for about as much content as you could possibly hope to have. Thanks a lot.